0: what's up everybody this is Tanner from tanmanbaseballtan.com hope everybody's doing well out there um my gosh you guys like <laughs> this year uh in the hobby for me has been uh it feels like way busier even in the first few weeks than all of last year uh good stuff you know a lot of good stuff i've been doing some really cool uh custom card projects for people uh one of them uh I don't know if I told you all this before, but I actually just did a uh, a booklet that involved me uh, burning up a bunch of Kensego cards because uh, a guy by the name of Justin reached out and uh, said his uh, crazy ex-girlfriend burned his childhood Kensego collection to the ground, and so I said, you know, hey, yeah, send send some Kensego cards to me. I'll do something uh, crazy with them. So I did a booklet um, embedding uh, some. Uh, burn conseco cards on You can take a look at, at the uh, end product at youtube.com forward slash tamman baseball fan. And uh, I love how it came out. I had a blast. Kind of hurt burning some cards, but um, you know, in the end, they're junk wax era cards and you know, there are millions of them out there. So, you know, we'll be okay. And on top of that, you know, it's actually cool because we made something new out of them too. So, something unique. Um, after that, I also did a deal with a, a tops artist who's a friend of mine. His name is Mike James. He does incredible work, you guys. Um, he reached out to me and was like, Hey, uh, Tanner, I want you to do a muscle figure uh, custom card for me in exchange for, uh, for a sketch card. I'll do a sketch conseco card for you. I go, Well, <laughs> obviously, yes. <laughs> so, I decided to uh, go for it, obviously, and I've been wanting to do a muscle card for like a long time, you guys, and it came out awesome. Like, I love it. Um, Now, it's uh, headed north of the border now, and Mike should have it in hand pretty soon. I actually just got my end of the trade uh, today, and uh, it is phenomenal. It is an incredible card. I had him actually uh, do a, a drawing of Kinseiko in the Bash Brothers poster, which I've probably talked about that dang poster like a billion times this year, probably more than I ever have my whole entire life. <laughs> but uh, it's so neat. It's like the best poster ever, you guys. And so, uh, Stadium Club did a McGuire card of it back in 20 or 21. And I was like super stoked to see. Kensekos, uh, but they didn't use the Bash Brothers picture uh, for Canseco. Uh I was really bummed about that. So I had him do a Bash Brothers sketch, and it came out awesome, like incredible. And I, yeah, you know, I've talked about this before with y'all. Like I like to do uh, uh, have like one category satisfied um, all around, and so. I already have my sketch category satisfied. Which, by the way, if you all want to see the top 25 Kensico uh, cards in my collection, you can go to YouTube.com forward slash fan. I just did a video of that. Um, and the category for sketch is already uh, is already set because a guy you know, Dan, um, he actually uh, created the sketch cards for tops transcendent which is like the most expensive high-end card ever right and uh steve yi uh, i'm gonna i'll just say his last initial um he actually reached out and uh i think houdini pulled it and i think they talked and then uh, uh houdini from blowout i think steve um ended up uh reaching out to me and he's like hey do you want this and I was like, well, yeah, tell me your, you know, name your price. You know, it's like the greatest sketch card ever of Kinseiko and all this. And he goes, I'm just going to give it to you. And I said, no, 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 that's super nice of you, but let me pay you. Nope. I mean, I just was like floored. And to give you an idea a little more of uh, his generosity, like he actually had me reach out to Dan, the artist, and hook them up together to where dan would sign the entire set of these sketch cards the uh reproductions because steve had the set and he was going to have dan sign them so that way they can go to auction for charity i mean uh, i mean just it was super impressive but it's not just that like steve gave me a card you guys like he gave me one of my favorite cards in my collection and uh in my opinion the greatest Sketch card ever, <laughs> you know, to have been made, uh, and so, uh, so you know, it's like, where does Mike's fit in on this? If I already have what I consider to be my favorite one, my favorite sketch, well, I think Mike's fits in perfectly in a uh, commissioned sketch, like my favorite commissioned sketch card ever, and so they can both coexist in my collection. So I'm very happy about that. So, Mike, if you're listening, my gosh. You're an amazing artist, and you did such a great job. So thank you for doing the trade. I think I uh, I think I came out on the, uh, on the good side of this one for sure. So uh, moving forward, um, we also have uh, an update of the T206 Wagner Quest. If those of you out there listening are just tuning in for the first time here, so here's kind of what I started on January 1st um i started a flip quest it's kind of like the paper red paper clip where somebody traded a red paper clip up and up and up and ended up with the house so what i'm trying to do is trade a Conseco rookie cup card up and up and up for a t206 wagner so it's kind of like the equivalent of trading up for a neighborhood in some areas so uh you know we'll see i mean it's uh (laughs) That's a big endeavor, obviously. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But right now, uh, I am currently at a case, a sealed case of 2021 Topps Chrome Platinum Anniversary Hobby, not light, but hobby, um, regular hobby, and a 2021 Tier One SGC 1010 10 Juan Zoto Silver and autograph out of 10. I um, like 30 dollars of uh, worth of just other miscellaneous cards. So, um, anyways, it's uh, it's been fun. I've actually been stuck on this uh, on this round for quite a while, uh, which is fine, because a lot of it, this sort of thing from here on out is probably going to require me to be more proactive in trading, which you know it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna take a little while uh, because I'm so busy with everything else, and that's okay. It's good busy. I'm I'm okay with you know with how busy I am. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll probably actually uh, get go back to this later uh, because I do want to talk about a pickup that I made, which is kind of fun because you'll you'll kind of uh, be able to kind of go on the roller coaster psychologically with me of uh, picking up a card, and uh, you know it's kind of kind of funny, and this is not the first time this has happened. So let me uh, let me tell you what I saw. Uh, this is actually about a, Oh, what was it? Maybe a little over a week ago, uh, Holly and I were walking into grief share, uh, which is like a, a counseling thing for people, you know, they've lost somebody. Um, and so it was our first deal. And I actually, just as I was walking in, um, or about to leave or something, I saw, uh, something really crazy in one of the Facebook groups. Um, it was a 1996, Ultra Home Run Kings gold medallion exchange card Um, Let me talk about that for a second and tell you why that's an interesting card. A lot of people won't really know Why when I just hear this or why I I just say this but uh, in 1996 ultra uh, Came out with a number of really impressive uh, Inserts in fact, by the way uh, They're probably my favorite gold medallion cards ever for the base cards. Take a look. They actually uh, changed the entire background, uh, and had an embossed uh, gold, uh, for mine. It's just they're really, really nice and they're very condition sensitive. But if you care about that thing, but um, that sort of thing, but anyways, they have all kinds of different inserts. There's a uh, thunderclap, I believe, which is probably one of my favorite obtainable uh, inserts. And the problem is, is uh, is Ultra, they <laughs> they really kind of um, they really kind of uh, were messing with us collectors because they didn't just do inserts, they did insert parallels. So it wasn't just like a thunderclap. Is also a thunderclap gold medallion. Uh, so you'd have uh, I think the gold medallion was actually like a 10x rarity, if I remember correctly. So I think the way it went is, let's say, just for example, one out of every, you know, oh, I don't know, 50 boxes, let's say uh, a Thunderclap would would fall. Well, you would expect, or let's say 50 boxes. Did I say 50? I don't remember. Uh, Well, if it's 50 for the Thunderclap, then it would be one out of every 500 boxes for a Thunderclap gold medallion. So, uh, I mean, wild, like (laughs) just wild, but they're really cool because like, of course, everybody wants the Thunderclap. the home run kings laws but what they really want is the gold medallion version and so uh the home run kings is interesting and it's a really nice card i actually don't have one in my possession uh that's you know more on that later as well um but uh what's uh what's interesting about those cards there's a few things going for them number one uh they are uh wood and they've got foil on them so it's really they're really nice, they're really nice cards. Um, so the problem is this: is apparently uh, Fleer did not like the finish of the foil on the wood, as far as I can uh, you know can tell. So what they did was they put backs of exchange forms on the back that said like you know uh, offer expires December first, nineteen ninety six send this card in fill out your information on in the back or whatever send it in and then we'll give you the redemption version which is a full back and so i've seen a lot of regular uh, home run kings i've seen a lot of uh gold medallion home run kings of kinseco not as many obviously as the regular ones but still quite a few they're obtainable you know they're out there um they're one of them that I, for one reason or another, I just didn't really make it a priority to get in my collection. To give you an example of where I've been, like, I don't even have a nice refinance refractor in my collection right now because I'm thinking, well, they're always obtainable. They're always out there. So, (laughs) which, by the way, I really probably would like to get one in my collection again. Um, And uh, because they're so nice. They're so stinking nice. But Uh, they're just obtainable. They're always out there, you know, several pop up a year. So it's like, well, eh, you know, why, why do I, you know, why would I want to go after that? Which is really weird because the other fandoms I'm part of, uh, they they, uh, collect things. There's uh, like Transformers is an example. I don't really care who else has these other pieces. Um, If I want them, I want them, you know, like instead of like, oh, I could get it anytime. It's a weird deal. I guess I'm at the beginning stages of where I was with baseball cards um, when it comes to Transformers, but it's really kind of a funny deal. But in any event, that's why I don't have the knife 3 Three Refractor Konseco. Um, again, <laughs> I don't. I, I'll probably rectify that at some point. But in any event, back to the story of the Nike Six Ultra Home Run Kings, uh, real nice cards. Uh, the problem is, and I actually uh, you know, talked to. Uh, you know, I've talked to one of the bigger uh, Canseco Super Collectors for years. It had been on uh, the wantless, the exchange back version of this card. It's a big deal of a card, you guys. Like a really big deal. So, um, in any event, I uh, ended up uh, seeing this card uh, for the second time in my life. Uh, The first time was actually on com uh there's a a really faded version um that was like oh man i missed it and didn't even see it you know but it's like it's it's a red sox card of kinseco by the way and quite possibly the rarest red sox card out there from his playing career i mean you can't say rarest ever because they've got some post career one of ones and that sort of thing you know so you know we won't really go into you know go into those but In any event, uh, it's a very special card. And uh, so uh, I reached out to the owner who just pulled it himself. And so just to also give you an idea, Home Run Kings were hard to pull. Um, Gold Medallion Home Run Kings were very hard to pull. The exchange versions, they're floating out there. Um, Like I said, I'd never seen one outside the faded one that sold on ComSea this past year. and that's really it <laughs> so that one and this one and so uh, i come to find out i know the guy that pulled it i was like oh man hey yeah i love it let me know the price he's like okay well i'm still breaking i'll i'll get back with you and he quotes the price i'm like oh <laughs> I'm like well you know i could probably do without it you know and so he ends up uh, putting up for a big number on ebay and I go well it's probably gonna go i imagine or maybe not wait how could somebody pay that much for this card? No, it's not going to go. And and I, uh, and that's about as far as I thought about, I just figured out of it's just out of my reach. So nope, not going to get it. And then he puts it for auction. And so I go, huh? Do I want this? Am I going to even try? Why would I even try? And and so there's actually like a, a few very small wrinkles on the back and everything, which I don't really care about. I mean, I care about the fronts. Um, and I'm going back and forth. I'm like, well, you know, the the colors are nice and bright, and it's wood, and uh, I don't have a Home Run King's version, and you know, this has been like a most wanted card that uh, is, uh, you know, in all likelihood, way rarer than the '96 uh, uh, Select Certified Mirror Gold. And uh, i like, man, this is a this is a special card. And I was actually talking to a couple of friends I think this morning even. We're asking, oh, you going you go for it. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe I don't know. And right around, I have to guess, like 3, thirty or something, I start looking. I go, oh, I think I won't go for it, <laughs> which is really funny because that's how it works for me, you guys. Like, if there's a card that's a big deal that's up for sale, a lot of times I will change my mind a hundred times, especially if it's a desirable card. Um especially at auction because I'm not typically, I don't know, I don't really like auctions uh, because I think it just kind of, you know, everybody, it brings panic out of everybody. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go for it and I'm not going to worry about it. So uh, I set my snipe in and I go and I just forget about it. And then I have like this moment of like just uh, uh, my, you know, kind of heart jumping because I remembered oh that card is about to end oh I've got to see where it is and you know it's st- it stayed really really low for a long time and I go huh okay and that means nothing by the way like I did a YouTube video of my Superfractor Mini jumping from like I don't remember what it was it's on YouTube uh in the last several seconds it goes from like I don't know 100 or something like that to over 500 within five seconds, you know, it was, was, you know, nutty. It was expected also, but it was nutty, uh, to see, but anyway, so, uh, I start thinking like, what do I really want to pay for this thing? Like, would I really be upset if this thing left, uh, you know, came out, you know, like just, you know, came and went like, (laughs) we might not see another one, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like if, if there's only like the, the the biggest of the Cansego super collectors, the oldest of the super collectors, um, they don't have it. So it's like, if they don't have it, they've been going at it hard for decades. What are the odds of it popping up again? Going, yeah, you know, I just don't know. I just don't know. So I put in my my bid and tonight, lo and behold, uh, I win it. And I go, oh my gosh. And it's really funny how this works, you guys. Like on, the one side of the card when i didn't own it i was thinking there's no way i'd pay whatever um and then on this side it's like oh my gosh there's no way i would sell it for what i said no to yeah (laughs) it's really kind of a funny deal uh and i start getting a little more nostalgic and, and romantic about it after uh i end up uh pulling the trigger in, in winning uh, the card because I started thinking, what do I really have here? Um, you know, because I was really just this whole week, I was thinking, ah, you know, I don't need that. It's not really a big deal. And I'm like, well, yeah, it is actually a big deal. Like I've, I remember, uh, you know, searching for years for this card. Every time a gold medallion, uh, a home run king would pop up. I would always click it and look on the back never once did i see the exchange version i've seen exchange versions for uh the regular home run kings quite a bit but the gold medallion version you know just that faded one on Com and uh you know i think that's probably just a i'm not really trying to harp on the on the actual one on ComC, by the way it's uh you know because like i said this one has wrinkles on the back there's there's just issues with them you know so fleer wasn't happy with uh how they came out. Um, I think I was really just mainly for, for foil, but maybe it's for other reasons also. Maybe they just had a, a crummy printing process, um, but uh, or production or whatever. But in any event, uh, very happy, very happy that I got this. This is a card uh, that, uh, in terms of Red Sox cards, I'm not a Red Sox fan. I am obviously a Canseco fan, so uh, every team that he was with, means something extra to me uh so but between this one and the i think it was a score platinum edition team set version i think it was platinum or premier club i don't remember anyways uh it's one of those two uh, i would consider these two to be perhaps the two rarest uh Canseco red sox cards um now most valuable? No, no. The, the mirror gold uh, is, the, is the most valuable. Uh, Red Sox can take a card for now at the very least because um, it's more desirable. It goes to show you also, uh, rarity is not everything you guys like. I mean, <laughs> there's a bunch more cards out there that are way rarer than the T206 Wagner, but guess what? Uh, the Wagner stands alone. You know, it's because of the story behind it, uh, the desire that other people want for it. It's like the PSA 10 Griffey. I don't know what it's at now, uh, last I heard of things around 1,500, um, and there's thousands of them, if I remember correctly, that have been graded. Just wild. So, in any event, I'm very happy with that pickup. Uh, and to move into muscle figures, by the way, like this is kind of a fun thing because I've kind of cooled off quite a bit on muscle figures. I've got my nice little collection I'm happy with. I've bought and sold a ton of them. I've got my Holy Grail which is the Spinning Head Ashraman, Man. Uh, and that's like a super rare uh, piece. And the second, uh, one of my favorites, which is the Purple Claw and all that, you know, it's, that's ridiculously rare as well. And I did the Claw Rainbow and uh, VTR Man Rainbow. I've got some uh, sealed cans and packs. And, uh, you know, I've got, I've got a really nice little collection. Um, but there are some people out there, you guys, that are rabid about these little little plastic guys and uh, in fact I think uh, there's a few out there that are going to be going for uh, perhaps between one and two grand uh, for singles that are just mainly because of rarity not because of popularity. Uh, the Spinhead Man, uh is up there uh, in that range uh, in the upper end of that range actually and probably even beat those I would imagine just because of the popularity they're not as rare but uh they're just incredible pieces but in any event the one that's kind of eluded me this past year year and a half is what's called a, a green mammoth man i think the number of classification is 153 and mammoth man is basically just uh you know bipedal mammoth wrestler guy he's got tusks he's uh, aesthetically he's really cool uh, looking and uh, Muscle uh, or Mattel I guess would uh, put out different colors and the colors would be different for each for each uh, uh, Character like one character like for instance the claw has eight colors Mammoth man might have seven colors and a few others might have four or five colors um, But uh, so whenever I, I pull whenever I try to put together a rainbow of some of these muscle guys I look at number one what the rarity is on some of them. Number two, aesthetically, what do I think of them? Number three, uh, what colors they come in? Like if uh, if one rainbow, because remember, keep in mind, this is 1985, they don't really necessarily care too terribly much about uh, rarity or whatever, but uh, guess what, some of these colors are way rarer. So, so what I've been looking for is a green mammoth man, and that's considered what's called a class A, and that means it's like super duper rare. I've never even seen one before. Well, a lady ends up coming up on the uh, the Facebook muscle group with a uh, thrift shop find in Canada. And she goes, here it is. And so I'm skimming them over, just kind of you know haphazardly, and you know, oh, what is that one up at the top? Is, is that a green mammoth man? That's a green mammoth man. And I go, oh. And it's kind of funny because like these characteristics i'm observing in myself is really the same when it comes to cards and i go oh man so i reach out quickly and uh, as i'm private messaging her uh, i see there's other people in the group oh i want the green mammoth man i want this side or the other and, and the mammoth man wasn't even the most expensive one in the group by the way so uh <laughs> so but but it was still asked for request requested for more than any other character uh, in there. So like cross my fingers and I go, oh, no. And a buddy of mine actually gets involved and ends up being like an advisor to this lady that's selling and say, OK, here's what you should get. So my buddy, Brian, he uh, he ended up helping. Uh, and I think he was able to, by the way, guys, like he's like the, the Oracle of muscle figures, like he knows his stuff. So he was probably, I'd imagine, a great asset to this lady. Um, Was selling these because she was kind of shooting blind on you know what to do, and so he uh, he helped facilitate everything and uh, he told me what what he thought I should offer and it worked out. It was more than I I wanted to pay, but you know in the end it worked out. And so so after that I I found the red and the orange mammoth man and uh, ended up uh, uh, ordering those. And so hopefully uh, as long as this is not a (laughs) ripoff. And the male runs fine uh, within a week or so. I should have a complete rainbow of mammoth man, and so it's kind of fun also because the A's uh, mascot is an elephant, so it's kind of fun having a green mammoth uh, that's you know looks kind of like an A's an, an A's muscle figure. So that's really fun. I really enjoy that. Who knows? Maybe I'll do a Kenseiko card with that guy embedded or something. I don't know. It'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> we'll have. We'll have a lot of fun with this, but, uh, in any event, um, it's funny because I was telling some of my, uh, uh, Kenseiko, uh, friends or Canseco bros, as I call them, uh, about this mammoth man and, oh, it's cool. Cool. I'm so happy. And, uh, take a look at this. I'm so pumped. I finally got to do a deal. Cause you know, the deal was like, you know, three days, four days, five days in the making. And I was checking in with her and, and all that. And she assured me, you know, okay, you have dibs if, you know, if everything else is the same and. I was like, okay, okay. And so I told my, my friends, they're card, card guys, man, they just didn't care. <laughs> I tell muscle friends, and of course they're like, yeah, that's awesome, man. This is an incredible, incredible find. And uh, I can't believe you got that, I'm so jealous. But card guys, uh, Tanner, why are you paying big money for like a plastic little elephant? <laughs> really, really, really funny. Um, but it's fun because, uh, like I said, there's so many parallels from not just these two hobbies, but, uh, hobbies all over the place. You have people that are like super, super, super uh, hyper addicted, uh, obsessed with, you know, whatever hobby. And it's fun to, to watch these guys go at it and, you know, see all the little drama and and all the little stories and backstories of these guys and uh they're just as passionate as card guys um, or comic guys or transformer guys or whatever. Um and uh it's really fun to experience that. But anyway, so uh, I know I'm kinda of jumping around but I've got like I said just a lot to say. There's been a lot of uh a lot of fun hobby stuff that's been happening. So uh the last thing I wanted to mention uh, and I don't know exactly how this tied back in to the previous thing I was going to say. But, uh, oh yeah, by the way, chapter three of my book is now uh, on audio on youtube.com forward slash Tamman Baseball Fan. So the first three chapters are ready. Um, I dropped a chapter a week, so check it out there, guys. Like, uh, listen to, to my book there. And uh, I guess if I'm doing a chapter a week, then if all goes well, uh, sometime in March, everything will be released. so how that goes? January, February, March? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe the end of March, I guess. Uh, if I'm counting right, I think I'm counting right because I think there's 12 chapters. But uh, anyway, so keep checking. And uh, yeah, so we're at chapter three right now. Next Thursday will be chapter four uh, Lord Willie. Uh But, anyways, uh, I did post another video right after uh, the chapter three uh, uh, audiobook reading. Of my book, and it involves a new scam that's going on around in our hobby. So, you want to check that out, uh, youtube.com forward slash Tamman Baseball Fan. And I feel like I've uh, uh, quoted that uh, uh, that channel name several times now, you know, youtube.com forward slash Tamman Baseball Fan. <laughs> um, but, anyways, I'll, I'll give you a quick synopsis, and if it sounds interesting to you, then Go over there and check it out. If not, then no worries. At least you have it here. Uh, So I had somebody reach out to me and say, Hey Tanner, um, I found online that you're a big Canseco guy. um, And I've gotten 89 tops rare double error Canseco. And I'm attaching the comps, the last three sales, and the last three sales were between $1,400 and $3,600. And uh, I'm not greedy. I would just like to hear an offer if you're interested i go hmm so i look i go yeah sorry these aren't real they're fake uh they're fake uh sales and so you dive in and you look each seller had zero feedback and uh then i started putting two and two together i think i'm not i'm going to give the seller the benefit of the doubt but and that and and by showing that, I'm not going to, you know, out his name or anything because I don't know. He might be clueless about this. But my thinking is this could be the inner workings of a super slick scam where perhaps somebody is going around taking a, you know, just a, a nothing card. You know, like an A9 can say go with some print defects or something. Print defects are not errors, by the way, you guys, for the most part, it's, there's, there's not going to be any... You know added value to them but anyways post them for sale use another account to buy them and voila you have sales data you have bona fide sales data and comps to be able to show other people so from there armed with that information you could privately go to other collectors say hey uh i inherited some cards or we gone from a thrift store or something And I found that this was like real expensive. Um, Here's the sales data, which the sales data, again, if you're following along, the sales data that he probably ended up listing on fake accounts and buying with fake accounts. And so I'm not greedy. I don't need thousands of dollars make an offer and let's see. So what that means is uh, if I were unsuspecting uh, like a new Conseco uh, collector, I go, wow, he's got a really cool card here. The last sales are between $1,400 and $3,600. And what if I tell him, man, I only have like 700 bucks. Would you take that? Guess what? He'd probably say yes. Or what if I say, oh man, I just don't have money for that. He might come back and say, oh man, make an offer. You never know. I need the money. I'd be like, man, I think I can only give like hundred bucks. 50 bucks or hundred bucks, well guess what? The card's only worth 10 cents. So 50 bucks or hundred bucks is a big win for him. Now imagine if he's doing that to 10 different people for that same card or a similar card, and he's got 10 of them, he's doing that for 10 different players. So he potentially could have 100 uh, different sales of $100 for like cards that if you combine it together are not worth you know more than 10 bucks, And he's all of a sudden got 10 grand in his pocket for running a scam like this. So um, pretty interesting. It's very interesting how uh, that could work. It's very, very slick and sneaky and uh, obviously (laughs) very wrong. And I think everybody needs to be aware of this. So sales data is not everything you guys. So so check the telltale signs like the sellers, how quickly they sold. Um, you know, if other sales out there are the same. And unfortunately, for like, uh, you know, the 89 Tops Kinseco, the 90 dollars Kangaroff Jr., and some others, they've got tons of re- like related sales data saying, you know, similar things, thousands of dollars. And it's really unfortunate because I feel like there are some people that are getting duped by this, like really badly. Um, but I mean, you know, that's why you know, information like this exists on this podcast so I can help. Um, So it's really an unfortunate thing. It actually happened to a buddy of mine um, and I'm only going to give fake numbers here. And it's not because I'm, you know, kind of hiding true numbers It's because I truly don't remember (laughs) what the numbers are. But a buddy of mine, Ryan, he actually had a card for sale uh, for $3,000 knowing that the card was worth 1,500, uh, he puts it up for 3,000 or best offer, uh, just to see, uh, what he can get. That's why I try to do sometimes too. I try to get the, the biggest number. I always put my, my stuff up for a little bit higher, uh, or a lot higher depending on what it is and field offers. Um, I think that's just smart. Um, so that's what he does, but somebody to his surprise pulls the trigger and ends up buying it full price. Woohoo. It's a win three grand. Well, the guy doesn't pay. And shortly thereafter, he sees somebody selling a card that's similar to his, uh, for $2,500. Come to find out it's the guy that had the card that he's selling on Facebook that actually bought Ryan's card air quotes, um, to create a sales comp for his card for three grand overinflated. So he could say, Hey guys, here's the comp last sold for three grand. I am not greedy. I'll only take, uh, I'll only, uh, uh be happy or I'll, I'll be happy with 2,500. And, uh, so thankfully Ryan, uh, found out and called him out and, you know, stopped the end of his, uh, of his little, uh, game there. But, uh, just go to show you guys, like anytime money's involved, there are scam artists out there and they're slick and you just gotta be super careful with them. Uh, very happy that ryan was able to catch that guy but <laughs> you just gotta be very careful you guys so anyways um i will wrap up this very heavy rabbit trail of an episode <laughs> now i know i had a lot of things to say but uh anyways as always thank you uh guys for listening and uh, hope you all have a great rest of your day